Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. Woo, that was good, wasn't it? Lord, y'all watching online, y'all come here next week, amen? Man, thank you, Dan. Thank you for putting that together. Thank you for our worship team for leading us. Uh, God is good. If you don't get anything outside of the day, he's for you. He's for you. He's, he's going to go before you. He's going to be on your side. He's with you. You may have walked in here today. You crossed the threshold and you were wondering. Well, don't wonder anymore, okay? Don't wonder anymore. He is for you. He is the Lord. He is risen. He is alive. So be encouraged, church. Be encouraged in your daily walk. Be encouraged in your family. He is for you. I invite you to turn to Judges chapter 13. We're in the Old Testament today, Judges chapter 13. We're going to look at key passages from that chapter. Judges chapter 13. This is the second week in our parenting series, Parenting's View. Last week we talked about how parents need to to grasp a biblical view of parenting. Uh, And then today we're going to talk about what can parents do. What can parents do? Now, now these may seem kind of obvious, but they're fundamentals. And so a lot of times we want to go back to the fundamentals because when things get pressurized in our life, we can lean on the fundamentals. We can lean on the truth uh, from God's Word. So we're going to be in Judges chapter 13 today as we take a look at the parents of Samson, parents of Samson. You may remember Samson from the Old Testament, from Sunday school or VBS. His strength was in his hair, right? And God used him in a specific way. And so we're going we're gonna to re- rewind before his birth, and we're going to look at his parents to gain and glean insights from Samson's parents this morning. And so here's, before we get there, here's a story that shows we have something in common. It was 2006, and I was wrapping up my internship at a church in Atlanta, at First Baptist Church Atlanta, we had, we had recently found out we were expecting our first child. Uh, and prior to this, Hurricane Katrina had hit there in the New Orleans and Mississippi areas. And one thing that did was is that displaced the seminary in some ways back in 2006. And so Atlanta became a hub during this displacement. And so First Baptist Church opened up their facility to have some classes, have professors come, have students come. And so through that, while I was there finishing up that internship, I ran into someone I knew from New Orleans, a guy by the name of Byron. And he, he had uh, just had a child, uh, their second child, and, and we ran into each other. It was great to catch up with him. We were, we were making sure things were okay with his family since the hurricane had come just a few months before. And we were talking about things, and I, and I let him know, hey, we're expecting our first child. And he was like, man... When we had our first child, I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do. I, didn't, I didn't, you know, I had all these questions and everything. And then he said, he said, you know, but but God really supplied our for our need. You know, he said when 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 my child was born, there were there were these parental instincts that God just gave us, and I and I had all these questions, but God calmed those fears in my heart and in my life, and and and, and he just I just leaned on him, and he directed me in how to take care of my family as a man of the house and as a father. 
And I, and I want us to, to look here in Judges 13 because I believe there are some parental instincts that we can glean from this first part of it or, or through this chapter when we look at Samson's parents. And, and you may be thinking, well, well, preacher, pastor, why is this important? Well, why is this so important that, that we look all these years back into and even into the Old Testament? Why, why is this so important for the present day? Why, why is this so important for me? Well, it's important because we see Samson's parents being obedient. They, they were obedient in looking to the Lord. They were obedient in the customs of the day in preparing their son and teaching their son. They, were, they leaned upon the Lord in this chapter. And if you know the rest of the story, Samson kind of did his own thing, right? He kind of went his own way there for a good while, right? But his parents were faithful and his parents obeyed. And that's what we want to focus in on. We want, we want to glean from chapter 13 these important principles. And this leads us to the big idea for today. So if you don't hear me say anything else today, hear me say this. The big idea for today, parental steps are spiritual steps. Parental steps are spiritual steps. If you're a parent here today, that's something that we need to, to hold on to. I hope that's portable for you today because parental steps are spiritual steps. And so I want to set this up, verses, verses 1 through 5. We'll, we'll start in verse 6, but, but I want to I give a, an overview of verses 1 through 5. So, so the Philistines have come along, and, and the, the Israelites, God's people, the nation uh, of Israel, God's chosen ones, they're being suppressed by the Philistines at this point. Uh, and then Manoah's wife, we don't know her name. Scholars really don't have a clue to what her name is. It doesn't impact the story, really. But we know that Manoah's wife was visited by an angel of the Lord and told that even though she had been barren, she, she was not able to have children, now she was going to give birth to a son. And there were some specifics in that because he was going to be set apart as a Nazarite, okay? And there were some specific instructions given. And then we get to verse 6. So let's begin in reading in verse 6. Then the woman went and told her husband, A man of God came to me. He looked like the awe-inspiring angel of God. I didn't ask him where he came from, and he didn't tell me his name. He said to me, You will conceive and give birth to a son. Therefore, do not drink wine or beer and do not eat anything unclean, because the boy will be a Nazarite to God from birth until the day of his death. And so here, the first principle for us as parents is this, coming from, from those verses in, in beginning in verse 6. Parents communicate regarding the Lord. Parents communicate regarding the Lord. You know, men, I, when I was thinking about this and looking at this, you know, men, uh, our wives keep us straight, don't they? Our wives keep us straight. Over this vacation that we had over the Christmas break, <clears throat> my wife kept me straight. She kept me in line about where to go, what the itinerary was, what the plan. I just had to navigate, you know. I, I kind of had the easy part because everything was, was kept straight for me depending on what day it was as we went about our vacation days. And so they keep us straight in, a, in so many different ways. And, and, in fact, we were meeting as a staff this week, and I told our younger guys on staff, I said, goal in life, marry up, right? Marry up. Let that be one of your goals in life. Marry up, okay, because our wives keep us straight. And, and within that relationship as husband and wife and as parents, we can't put enough value on communication, right? You can't value communication enough. And what we see happening here in verse 6 in Judges 13, when, when a miracle is about to take place, 
She wasn't able to have children, and now she's being told that she will have a child. This miracle has taken place, and they are speaking to each other about what the Lord is revealing. And so Manoah found out what the Lord's instruction was through his wife. And he and his wife, they were open, even though they had faced this hard circumstance, right? They had faced this difficult circumstance. This difficult circumstance had been placed before them. And yet here we find them sharing, sharing what the Lord was revealing in these hard circumstances. They were unable to conceive until this point. And through this difficulty, trust was still a trait of their relationship. Do you see that? That even in this difficulty where where they wanted to have a family, they wanted to to begin their family, and and, and they couldn't for whatever reason or whatever, whatever was happening there, they couldn't achieve what they wanted to as a family just yet. They still had trust enough with each other to communicate in regards to what the Lord was revealing. And parents communicate regarding the Lord because parental steps are spiritual steps. How do we know this? Well, we learned that Manoah was informed about what was coming and that he accepted. He accepted without question. He he didn't go to his wife and say, now, honey, are you sure that's what you saw? You know, he he didn't come back the the next day and say, now, now, honey, are are you clear on what was said? Are, Are you sure about that now? No. He trusted her. He trusted what she was communicating to her. And he wasn't suspicious about it at all. He believed in what was happening. He believed in what she was telling him. And they were communicating about what God was revealing. Manoah's response response reveals a high level of communication between him and his wife. And that's a key parenting principle for all of us. A key parenting principle that we can pass on to maybe our children that are grown now. That that parenting has this high level of communication. There's a key application here I want to give to you this morning. Parental steps are spiritual steps. Therefore, parents must communicate to each other what the Lord is revealing. You know, a lot of times when I perform the wedding of couples, I'll I'll sit them down and go through an assessment with them. And one thing we'll talk about are are finances. And, And one thing that I give to them is that, hey, one time a month at least, sit down at the kitchen table on a Sunday night or a Monday night, whenever it is, and create this habit of having a CEO meeting, okay? Create this habit of having this executive team meeting to discuss the finances of the family moving forward, what's coming up, what's happening, etc. But we also need to have a, a spiritual meeting as parents. We need to have that time where we sit down and we communicate with a what is God teaching me? What, what have I learned from Scripture lately? How can we instill that within our children in the new year? These types of things are important for parents to consider, to implement, and to apply. And that's one of the principles we learned from Judges 13. All these years ago, before Samson comes on the scene, we've heard about Samson. We've seen him on television and, and depictions of Samson and all this kind of stuff, right? We, we've seen all that. We've heard all that. But what about his parents? Today, as we dig deep into God's word, we see that parental steps are spiritual steps, and they communicated about what the Lord was speaking into their life. But not only did they communicate with each other, 
They communicated with the Lord through prayer. Let's continue on, beginning in verse 8. So Manoah receives this information from his wife, and then this is what he does. Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, let the man of God you sent come again to us and teach us what we should do for the boy who will be born. Verse 9, God listened to Manoah. And the angel of God came again to the woman. She was sitting in the field and her husband Manoah was not with her. The woman ran quickly to her husband and told him, The man who came to me the other day has just come back. So not only did they communicate with each other, what did Manoah? Manoah didn't have suspicion about what his wife saw or, or what his wife was told. Manoah had trusted his wife and he trusted the Lord because his first step was to what? Was to pray. Scripture says there, Manoah prayed to the Lord. He prayed for a, a, another visit. What are you praying for, friend? Did you know there is nothing too big or too small to pray about? I have someone in my life that, that they just do better with words of affirmation and words of encouragement. And they were going through a difficult time. And I lifted them up one day. I, pray, I prayed for them. And I said, Lord, send them words of affirmation. And later on that day, I talked with them. You know what they told me? They said that one of their supervisors came through and told them what a good job they did on a specific case. You see, it's not too small to pray for, is it? It's not too small to pray that God would intervene in someone's work and someone's life in a specific way. It's not too small. It's not too big. It's not too big. Don't you think if they're praying now, they had prayed for a child, right? They couldn't conceive. They could, their, their family wasn't going the way they thought it. They were facing a hard circumstance. And don't you think they prayed to the Lord about having a child? What does God do? God hears that prayer. Why? Well, we just sing about it. Because he's for us. He's for us in our circumstances. He's for us when we don't understand. He's for us when we have more questions than answers. He is for us when there's more problems than solutions. He is for us. And Manoah and his wife prayed to the Lord. What does this show us? What does this show us about Manoah and his wife? What does this show us about us as parents? Well, first it showed us that they believed in the one true God. They believed in the one true God. Manoah, Manoah stated, please, Lord. That's what his prayer was. That's what his prayer was. Manoah prayed to the Lord and said what? Please, Lord. Where did he go when he had this great need? He went to his great God. Because he believed in the one true living God. He believed in the God of Israel. He believed in the living almighty God. The God whose name is Yahweh. That's who he believed in. And that's where he went. He didn't go anywhere else. He went in prayer before the one true living God. The term Lord in the, in the ancient language here is the term Elohim. Maybe you've heard that before. And that is the term used of the God of Israel. And that's the term that's right here. It says, please, Lord. We see that these parents, they prayed to the Lord. They were parents of faith in the one true living God. Secondly, what do we see? We see they believed in God's sovereignty. They believed that God was in control no matter what was taking place. Manoah shares, you sent. Manoah prayed, verse 8, to the Lord and said, please, Lord, let the man of God you sent. 
Manoah didn't see this man that had come along and given this information as a random act. He didn't see it as something that was just coincidence, that he just happened by. It's not what Manoah says. Manoah prays to the one true living God. He prays to Elohim, and he says, you're the one that sent him. So he knows that God's in control. He believes and understands that God is in control and is sovereign. And the, the ancient language here, when it, when it speaks of sent, that term sent that we have in the English, the ancient term, it carries the sense of to cause to go somewhere. To cause to go somewhere. So what, is, what does Manoah mean as, he, as he's praying this? He's saying, God, you're the one that caused this. You're the one that made this movement happen. You are the one that is speaking to us. So send him again. Bring him back. Bring him back. That was on the heart of Manoah and his wife. They they wanted to see God's hand continue to move. Not only did he trust his wife, but he trusted the Lord. Not only did he, he trust what his wife shared and the testimony of his wife, but Manoah was a man who trusted the Lord. Because he prayed to him when he didn't understand. He prayed to him when it didn't make sense. He prayed to him in the hard, difficult circumstances. That's what we see happening here. Finally, what do we see? What do we see in, in this section here in this chapter? Finally, Manoah believed God's plan was best. Manoah believed God's plan was best. He says, Please, Lord, let the man of God you sent come to us again. Come again to us. So he wants God's, he wants more information from the Lord. He wants to be clear because he's trusting God's plan. And then teach us what we should do. Teach us what we should do. He didn't say, okay, God, you, you, you've done something here. We, we, know, we know you've moved, but I'm going to figure it out. He didn't say, okay, God, this is what you're telling us, but I think we should do this, this, and this. I got a three-step plan that I'm going to execute, and maybe you could just sprinkle your blessing on top of it, right? Like some cinnamon and sugar. Just put a little sweet on top, God. That will make my plan a little bit better. That's not what he did, did he? No, that's not what he did. He said, you sent him. You teach us. Because your plan is better. Now, friend, we can go in a lot of different areas with that. We can go into a lot of different corners of our life with that. But it's a truth that we need to know. It's a truth from God's word that if you're listening today, watching today, you need to hold on. We all need to hold on to this truth. God's plan is best. God's plan is best. And Manoah knew that as a parent. He knew that. And what is he asking for? He's asking for more of God's presence, and he's asking for God to teach him how to raise his child. He is waving the white flag. He's coming out with both hands up, and he's saying, God, you got to show up, and you got to show me. You've got to show up, and you've got to show me, because I can't, and I'm trusting in you. Now, parents, friends, when we begin to implement praying to God, Believing in God, trusting in his sovereignty, and following his plan. 
Do you think that could help us? Do you think that could help our family? Do you think that could help our marriage? I believe it can. Why? We just sang about it. God is for us. And parental steps are spiritual steps. What happened through all of this? What happened? Look at verse 9. Verse 8 says, Manoah prayed. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says this. This should excite us. This should excite you. Verse 9 says, God listened. God listened. Manoah didn't offer up a prayer that just floated around like a feather in the wind. I was watching Forrest Gump the other day. Anybody ever watched Forrest Gump before? And that feather in the wind, right? And at the end, it's floating around again. That is not your prayer to God, friend. Brother and sister in Christ, that is not your prayer. You don't throw up a feather in the wind and hope that God hears it and hope that God's listening. Friend, the truth of God's word is that you pray, God listens. You go before the one true living God, he hears you. And that's what Manoah did. Manoah prayed in verse 9. God, listen. And parents, the best thing we can do for our children is go before God. From the time they are conceived to the time that our time ends with them, to bring them before the holy, one true living God in prayer and know that God listens. God listens and hears. God heard the cry of these parents regarding the spiritual steps of their child. Teach me, O oh God, how to raise this son. Teach me, O oh God. Show up and show me. And that's what we need in our lives and in our families and in the life as parents today. And there's a key application from these verses. Key application is this. Parental steps or spiritual steps. God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers, families. God hears your prayers, moms and dads. Keep bringing your children before the Lord in prayer. We're going to fast forward through the chapter and we're going to find our way to verse 19. Because the last principle I want to share with you this morning is that Manoah and Manoah's wife, they worshiped the Lord. And so what transpires is, is, is they engage with the man of God. God listens, sends the man of God back, which is actually an angel of the Lord. And Manoah and Manoah's wife, they welcome him and they're interacting with him. And then we see that they come to a point of worship. Of true worship. Verse 19. Let's read this together. Manoah took a young goat and grain offering and offered them on a rock to the Lord who did something miraculous while Manoah and his wife were watching. When the flame went up from the altar to the sky, the angel of the Lord went up in its flame. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell face down on the ground. The angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. We fast forward and we're gleaning from the life of Manoah and Manoah's wife. We see that not only did they communicate with each other about what God was doing, not only did they pray and trust in the sovereign hand of the one true living God, but they worshiped. They worshiped the Lord. They communicated with each other about what was going on and how God was revealing himself to them in their hard circumstances. They prayed and trusted in the Lord, and he listened. And then a miraculous event happened in their presence as they worshiped the one true living God. 
How did they worship? Well, first, they presented an offering. They presented an offering to the Lord. They, they followed the, the instructions of the Lord previously as he told the nation and the people how to worship. And they showed up and they worshiped. They presented that offering. And it may be that God's leading us as parents to present that offering to the Lord. That true act of worship before the Lord. Second, they recognized God's presence. When they were in the moment of worship, they didn't just go through the moment. They didn't just check off, well, we did this offering and that offering. No, they recognized that God was present in their worship. And that calls us to do the same. That as parents, when we worship the Lord, we seek the presence of the Lord. We don't simply show up at an expected time and then move on throughout our week. No, we show up, parents, with our children to worship the one true living God. And we ask and we seek him to be present in that moment to shape our lives and to touch our hearts and to speak into our hard circumstances just like in Judges 13. Not only that friend. But we see as we continue on that when they worshiped the Lord they reacted to God's presence. It says here that they fell face down. Over and over and over in scripture there is a common thread through scripture all throughout that when people encounter the presence of the Lord they fall face down. Places in the New Testament, they say that it's recorded that they fall like they're dead before the Lord. There is a response to God's presence. What is the response we need as parents to God's presence in our life? To the worship of the one true living God. How can we learn from Manoah and Manoah's wife to respond to worship? There's some keys to this encounter. First, sharing a meal in the, in the ancient day when this was recorded was a solemn act of fellowship. We see that in Abraham's narrative as well as Gideon. Manoah asked the man his name because a name matters in the ancient day. Someone's name and how it's defined speaks to their character. We see these elements all in this act of worship and in this encounter. And as we come to the conclusion of chapter 13, we think about worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord was specific Worshiping the Lord was obedient, and worshiping the Lord invoked a response. And as parents, we need to look at worship in the same way. We need to think about how do we respond to the presence of the Lord. How do we, are, are we obedient with our children to show them how to worship the Lord? How do we follow where God's leading us in worship? We need these things in lives as families and as parents. In this conclusion, we get to the conclusion as we wrap up in, verse thir- in chapter 13. It reveals that Samson was born. Now further into the book, we learn, as I mentioned at the very beginning, Samson kind of did his own thing. His parents did everything right. Samson kind of did his own thing, but he was still used by the Lord. And although his parents fade from the narrative here in the Old Testament, what we know of them we know that they didn't give up on Samson. What we know of them, as they communicated with each other, as they prayed to the Lord, and as they worshiped the Lord, that even though Samson went his own way, 
They didn't give up on Samson. Parental steps are spiritual steps. Don't give up. Parents, moms and dads, if you're watching and listening today, parental steps are spiritual steps. Don't give up. Don't give up on your daughter. Don't give up on your son. Don't give up on them because they're going through a season that, that doesn't line up with what they were taught, those kinds of things. Don't give up on them. Continue to bring them before the one true living God because he hears your heart. He hears your words. He is listening to the cry of parents. And the view of being a parent is one that should be saturated with worship and prayer and living out what we find here all these years ago in the Old Testament in Judges chapter 13. As we wrap up today, I want to leave you with that big idea one more time. Parental steps are spiritual steps. And that's what I want for you parents, grandparents. Pass it on. We sing that song, The Blessing Today. Your children, their children, and their children. The generations. Your prayers and your worship and your obedience and your trusting in the Lord and God. It doesn't stop with you. It doesn't stop with the ones in your home right now. It doesn't stop with the ones that are grown. It can impact the generations for God to bless. And that's part of parenting's view. It's what we see from Manoah and his wife. And it's what we can live out in our homes for the glory of God together as his church. Let's pray together. Lord, we bow before you today. And we're challenged by the truth of your word. But God, you show us through your word those steps that we need to take. And so I pray for obedience. I pray for faithfulness. God, I pray for the wayward children that maybe have gone their own way like Samson did. And I pray for hearts of mothers and fathers that are hurting right now, God. I pray that they don't give up. I pray that they turn to you and know that you're for them and that you're listening, even though these are difficult moments maybe in their, in their life and in their life of their family. But God... You are a God of grace and restoration. And it would be joyful for us to see families restored, relationships restored. Your grace would abound. And that, God, as, as we as parents seek to implement these steps of communication, turning to you, crying out to you, hearing from you, and being obedient in worship, Lord, may you use these key foundational principles in our heart and in our life. May we apply it beginning today and may we see you move and work and we may we look back and say what a great God we serve. God heard my prayer. God listened to me. God is in the life of my child now. May we come together to see that happen as families and as a faith family Lord for your name and for your glory. May we remember that parental steps are spiritual steps. We pray this in your holy, powerful name. Amen.